the Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hey, ladies, thanks for joining me. Welcome, welcome back. And special welcome, too, to all those of you who have reached out recently. I've had some new listeners message me and say, you've just found the podcast and going back on through it and all that stuff. And I do encourage you for sure to go back through and find, even if you just pick out by like the episodes that appeal to you in title, because when I'm coming up with new content, I think, oh, well, I've done that, so I don't want to do a topic on that. So sometimes I'll get suggestions for topics I've already covered, which totally makes sense because you're tuning in more recently and you would like to see it covered. I'm also always happy to revisit topics, of course, if they've changed, and I try to do that, like with grocery costs. But definitely, I don't want to beat a dead horse for those of you who have been around with me from day one. So if, you know, you're bored and looking for something to listen to or listening during your workouts, I know some of you are doing, go back on through and listen to, you know, ways to get in more water, ways to get in more veggies. There's, it's all on there, and then I can continue putting new content or, you know, revisiting, and I only, I'm only want to revisit it if I have something new to say about it. So, Definitely peek on through and see what, you know, applies to you right now. Maybe something you're struggling with or want to learn more about. And it'll be good from there. Uh, Today, we're talking about how to make produce last. And I love this because we've been talking about, you know, trimming food costs. Uh, We've been also talking about eating seasonally. So I think all of these are good not only for our physical health, our financial health as well. We're trying to stretch those dollars in our grocery budget. But also it helps it helps us to be good stewards of our bodies, of the earth, of what we're given. And I don't try to get really, I try not to be very obsessive about anything. You know, I don't think that's healthy or good. And not even obsessive is the right word. But I try not to be like two in one camp of many things because I think, again, we tend to have vices on the extremes of things. So I know that people can get very cultish about like zero waste movement or zero waste this, but I think there's a lot of really great concepts in the idea of, yeah, being resourceful, not wasting, not throwing out scraps, like seeing how you can repurpose and reuse things. So if you're buying and spending money that, you know, is Good, a good resource for your family, you're using your resources to buy this produce or these foods that we're going to talk about, it's good to make them last. And I think all of us can get behind that. I don't think I need to convince you of that. I think just sometimes we don't know the best things. And a lot of these hacks have totally stretched my produce so much longer than its normal shelf life or what I thought was its normal shelf life and have really been a game changer. So here we go. I will definitely tell you where I got all these from because some of these, as I tried to sit down and make my own list, and I was like, I've seen a lot of these as well. So one good source that I then found the other two sources from is Max Lugavere has written the book Genius Foods that I've talked about on the podcast before. He also has a cookbook now, Genius Kitchen, which I've never checked out. I want to check it out and I have not yet. But he brought these other two sources to my attention through his Instagram posts. And some of these I absolutely did not know and have been total game changers. So we'll go through them all. But just so you know, that's where these are coming from. These first couple have were from the Instagram handle at brightly.eco. Okay. And again, found them through Max Lugavere. But number one, we're going to talk about where to store your produce. So this, I feel like a lot of us just store it where our parents stored it. (laughs) At least I did. And I just put my onions in the fridge because that's what my mom did. And, you know, a couple other things where I was like, oh, that's actually not supposed to be stored there. That's interesting. A lot of this I came upon as an adult. So on your countertop should go your bananas, your tomatoes, your potatoes, and your onions. 
So I 100% was doing that with bananas, potatoes, and onions, but I did not know that about tomatoes. I definitely thought tomatoes were supposed to go immediately in the fridge, which if you think about it at the grocery store, they are not refrigerated. They're in the middle, <laughs> at least they're at mine. So on your countertop, those four items should go there. Don't put them in your fridge because it's actually gonna make them go, you know, lose their freshness faster or lose their taste or whatever. They're best on the countertop. Okay, in your fridge should go berries, citrus fruits, bell peppers, and cucumbers. And this one kills me. I'll get to it with a tip too, but I love the look of putting lemons out in a bowl because I think it's so cute. Uh, but they don't keep long at all. I, and I noticed this one firsthand where I'm like, there's got to be a better way to store lemons. Um, this is this is one my mom used to always keep them just in the fridge in a drawer. So I was like, okay, lemons go in the fridge. But I'm like, but they look so pretty in a bowl on the counter, but they dry out so fast. So I'll get to better treatment of lemons in a second. But in your fridge should go any kind of berries, citrus fruits, bell peppers, and cucumbers. Okay, so now we'll talk about some of these similar groups. Now that you know what should be on the counter, and now pretty much everything else I'm going to talk about is in the fridge. So fresh herbs, so your basil, your parsley, and this is hopefully well-timed because a lot of us are probably planting some container gardens or some raised bed gardens or whatever, and growing our own fresh herbs. I know I like to do this with just a couple things. So previously I've picked them, brought them inside and wrapped them like in paper towels. No, the best way to store those is actually putting them in water. So keeping them in water like a bouquet in your fridge. So you could do this with, you know, a mason jar or a little, a glass, like whatever you have. Um, Just fill it up like halfway with water, stick the stems in and it's going to stay fresher way longer. Okay, next group after herbs is leafy greens. So leafy greens like romaine, spinach, kale. This one I didn't see actually anywhere. I got another tip from it, but I've always taken it, washed it and dried it, put it in paper towels and just put it in the vegetable drawer like that, which is a good start. And usually for me, that definitely extends the life versus keeping it in the plastic bag that it came in. Or if I grab it from the farmer's market, I want to wrap it in something. I want to just stick it in the fridge. But on this uh, brightly.eco handle, they said to put the lettuce from the fridge, if it's got a little bit wilty, it definitely said it for lettuce. I don't know about these other groups, but I would assume that it would do the same if you had like a bunch of kale or something to grab it out of the fridge and put it in a glass of cold water back in the fridge for 30 minutes and then it'll crisp back up, which is kind of cool. I did not know that one. I will definitely try that because lettuce is just one of those things that if you don't have it in the first couple days, you know, it is going to start getting not as crisp. It's going to start getting limp and no one wants limp lettuce. <laughs> All right, next group, lemons, since I already talked about them. Um, don't put them on the bowl on your counter. That's bad. What you should do, this I think is wild because I didn't know this. And a lot of you listening are probably like, it's not wild, Brittany. We all knew that. But some of you might not have, and I am talking to you and talking to myself, that you should take your lemons out of the bag or again, farmer's market, wherever you're getting them, and put them in a jar with filled with water with a lid and put them in the fridge. And according to this Instagram handle, they will last for up to three months, which is crazy. Like I thought a month was good on my lemons if I actually kept them in the fridge. But And I didn't put all the whys behind this, but a lot of this has to do with like the pores of the fruit, letting the water hydrate it that way, something like that. But that's for lemons. You want to have them actually in the water in a glass jar with the lid on it. But then next, not to be confused because I looked at this post a couple of times. I was like, wait, isn't this the same as lemons? For strawberries, and it did not say this for blackberries or blueberries. So blackberries or blueberries, I would assume you still just store 
like washed in your fridge and in some kind of container, which for right now, what I've been doing with berries is I wash them and put them in a plastic Tupperware container because I just have more plastic than I have glass. But allegedly, if you put strawberries specifically in a closed glass jar in the fridge, they will stay much more fresh for longer, but you are not submerging them in water. So that is what I double looked at. I was like, wait a second, do I put them in water? Because my strawberries would have been floating around. No, lemons submerge in water, keep them closed in the fridge. Strawberries are just in a glass container closed, which makes sense. Like I've seen so many beautiful fridge organization things where everything's in glass and I think it's so beautiful. I just have not gotten, I've not like switched over from, I began with plastic wear. So like many of you, one thing at a time as I hear something, like, oh, okay, so instead of picking up more plastic wear, I will try to slowly kind of transition it to glass. So I am sure that has something to do particularly with glass that's going to make it stay fresher longer. And if any of you want to enlighten me on that too, that's cool. I didn't go that far down the rabbit hole. I was happy to say, okay, great. That's how I store strawberries. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, a couple more. The um, These tips are from, again, Max Lugiver shared them, but they're from the handle at Reduce Waste Now. And again, they had a lot of tips just on in general reducing waste. But in regards to produce for an avocado, okay, a tip I have previously seen is just to leave the pit in the one side. Like if you're going to use half an avocado to leave the pit in and it won't brown. But this has never been my experience. It has browned for me. Also, a listener, I know you're listening because you so faithfully listen to all of my episodes. <laughs> Thank you. Has shared before to put them in the freezer and then just to take them out. You could like slice it and put it in the freezer or just put it in the freezer and then pop it out and it's good, which um, def definitely absolutely works. Or you can just buy like frozen avocado slices too. But this tip from Reduce Waste Now was to keep the pit in and then put lemon juice on it to prevent browning. That have totally, definitely, definitely works with, that's what I was trying to say, totally and definitely. It definitely works with apples. So interesting that I've never thought about that for avocado and that sounds cool. So if you keep the pit in, put it on lemon juice, it should not brown on you as fast. I'm looking forward to trying that one. Next one takes a little bit of effort, but like very minimal. If you have a red onion that is going bad, and typically for me, I'm like, oh, my onions never go bad. I blow through them. But sometimes I just buy them in two, like the quantity is way too much that I'm like, oh, wow, we actually didn't go through this. You can pickle them. And I've never done this, but I know that I like pickled red onions because I've had those like out at restaurants or something on sandwiches. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. So, and a lot of you probably do this too, but you are going to fill a jar of sliced red onions and then add one part white vinegar, one part warm water with a pinch of sugar and salt. So to me, I'd probably start with like a tablespoon of each and see what that looks like for <laughs> the amount of onions that I have. But just whatever it is, you're just going to equalize it. Vinegar and warm water and then a pinch of sugar and salt. And they, you know, will pickle themselves in the fridge, I would assume. Didn't say, actually, that's probably a bad assumption. That's probably supposed to be at room temp. Because usually when you're pickling and fermenting, it's room temp. So any of you listeners who do that, you can weigh in on this. Or if you're going to take this tip, just Google it first. Do I put this in the fridge or do I put it on the counter? Because I don't want to poison you. <laughs> okay, next tip. This is a very um, haphazard podcast. Like I thought I did my research, but I'm also just telling you to go elsewhere and find the information. So maybe this is starting you on the rabbit hole. But sorry about that. I really tried to do it for you. Okay, next one. This one is absolutely life-changing. This is probably the first one I saw Max Lugavere post, and I started doing it immediately, which is for carrots and celery. Instead of keeping them in their plastic bag, or even what I was doing was washing them, drying them, and wrapping them in 
paper towels, just like I did with leafy greens, they would dry out so fast. And or sometimes I thought I was getting ahead of the game by putting them in little sandwich bags for grab and go and for my husband's lunches and stuff. But they would dry out so fast, like by day six, the ones that I put in there were that we hadn't gotten to yet were dried out and nobody wanted them. So what you should do instead is cut them and place them in a closed jar submerged in water. They will last up to a month and I can absolutely attest to this because they do. So what I do now is I just do exactly that, like wash them, cut them. I put them in a big mason jar submerged with water and then I keep that in the fridge and then every day before I am packing my husband's lunch, I just put a couple in a sandwich bag for him, what he's going to take. And then for for us, I'm just pulling them out of the mason jar as I go. It sometimes takes, obviously, a couple of mason jars, depending on how many we have. But this has been an amazing hack because I do not waste that at all. And these my kids eat these, like, almost every day as their um, veggie option for lunch. I try to give them a couple options, let them pick so they are still getting a vegetable, but they have to pick it um, so they get the choice. But they're still getting a vegetable. Okay, two more, and these actually go together, which is so interesting. Um, Potatoes. I've never heard this one, never tried this one. But according to Reduce Waste Now, if you store an apple with your potatoes, like you have your, and this I do keep on the counter just in a bowl, a bowl of potatoes. If you add an apple to it, it prevents them from sprouting. So interesting. I'm sure it has to do with all of the different scientific parts of these fruits and carbs, but can I cite them for you? No, I cannot. I can just tell you that it apparently works. So I'm going to try that. (laughs) All right. I do not have a food science degree. Apples. Here's my segue from potatoes to apples. Apples, you can store chopped up in cold water and they will last up to 24 hours without turning brown. That's really cool because again, I knew you could just kind of sprinkle lemon juice on them. But if you don't want to do that or you don't have lemon juice and you're going to be using them later on, like if maybe you cut them up. One thing, this is something I usually do for playdates is I'll have apples cut up and then I usually so before someone's coming over I'll cut up a bunch of apples and throw them in like a ziploc bag and I'll zhuzh a little lemon juice on it yes I zhuzh it and then I just shake the ziploc bag and then I grab them out of the fridge when it's time but in this kind of setting putting them like in a Tupperware container with water or something with water would work perfectly and then I just just drain it out and put them on the table and they're good to go and I didn't have to do the lemon juice step so another option for you but all of these, I though I can absolutely attest the ones that I've tried and done, and it's been a total game changer because I used to use, I used to waste, rather, a lot of produce. And it's one of those things when you go grocery shopping, or for me, it's actually the farmer's market, because I get really excited about all the beautiful fresh foods, and it's so much cheaper. I'm like, oh, that's two for three bucks. Oh, that's two for five bucks. Yes. Like, and I just load us up. Then I realize it is way more than we can consume. And like, they don't go together. Sometimes if I haven't meal planned thoroughly or properly, I'm like, this all does not make sense. And I cannot make this work in a single week. So it's nice because this can extend the life of your food so that you can get a couple weeks out of things or a month out of things. That's absolutely wild. But I also think a key in utilizing all these tips is still to try to meal plan because for me, to avoid doing that, to avoid just ending up with a bunch of produce that then I have to try to use up, I need to roughly know what we're going to eat. And if I don't, if I somehow like I grab lettuce thinking, oh, I'll probably do some salads later in the week, gets to like day three, I see that we have a bunch of lettuce we've not done anything with, then, you know, okay, well, we're going to use some salad before this is totally on its last life. So I'm going to scrap what I had planned tomorrow and I'm just going to do some kind of salad for dinner. And 
you know, I think we all do that a little bit innately. But those of us who are newer moms or, you know, a little bit younger in our cooking journeys and things like that might not see out of the box. I know I didn't. And I was very much like, oh, I don't have this one ingredient for the food that I plan to make tonight. So I need to run to the store. I need to get capers because I was going to make lemon caper chicken where instead it's like, no, I can look around and see what else I can do and how I can make this work and how I can use up the things. I actually look at it like a game now and I think it's super fun. I think it's like very fulfilling and I feel like I'm being resourceful in my role as a wife and mom and homemaker and stuff that I can feed my family with the foods that we have, making it stretch and we appreciate things more. Like I've talked about this with the rising grocery cost episode, trying to prioritize uh, organic cage-free free-range eggs and trying to prioritize um, organic or at least like no hormone added meats. And to do that, we've got to have some breakfast dinner nights and we've got to have some, you know, wonky meals to make things stretch and make things fit. And the other day I did BLTs because I was like, you know what, the meat is super running thin and we had leftover taco meat from taco night. And I was like, I'll throw this in a chili my husband's always not thrilled with just a chili or just a soup. So I had to fatten it up a little bit. So I was like, all right, do chili and BLTs. And that was great. Everybody was happy and I used things up. So meal planning a little bit ahead is for me. And I, I've shared, sometimes I do it by a month. Sometimes I really only do it the week before. But having just even like look at what your obstacles are to that. And for me, one of the things that has forced me to do it is putting up just a simple little Monday through Sunday whiteboard that I actually used to use from when I was teaching. It was like my daily objective board. And I just, you know, took it home as mine, bought it with my own money. And as teachers do, you buy everything with your own money all the time. Um, but I stuck it on our fridge and it makes me have to do it because I see it and I'm like, oh man, I didn't write down what we're having for dinner yet this week. And then it's like, oh man, what are we having for dinners yet this week? <laughs> and then I have to think about it and throw something up there. Um, and sometimes it totally reroutes. Like I didn't have the chili and the BLT planned, but took a peek at the fridge, was like, all right, we're coming up on meatless Friday and I need something right now for Thursday. So we're going to use up this meat and stretch things and get it done. So that's what I got for you today. I hope you find these really helpful and you could definitely go follow those people if you would like to. You could start with Max Lugavere, who has a lot of really good food consumption tips, but the two that he cited again were Reduce Waste Now and Brightly.eco. So I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much. And let me know how it's going for you. If you did enjoy the podcast and you haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast, especially my newer ladies who have reached out to me and have voiced that you've been enjoying it. If you wouldn't mind just taking a second, you can scroll down to the bottom of the podcast wherever you're listening to it and you can tap the stars if you're kind of in a hurry or if you have a second to do a quick quick written review I would really appreciate it all right thank you for spending time with me and I look forward to our next conversation email me anytime at fitmomlife to the fullest at gmail.com and I will talk to you next episode have a great rest of your day 